You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. No child ever says, I want to be an addict when I grow up. Adults in bondage are frustrated, as if they're lost in a maze of a dark night. If you've been unable to break free, it's time we had a conversation about the life you have and the life you really want. It's time to start your journey back. Welcome everybody today. We are delighted to have you. Another edition of our Breaking Free podcast. And we're just going to gather around the microphone here and we're going to have a conversation yes. with you. And we have my, as always, lovely co-host, my wife, the beautiful Donna. Hello, everyone. Excited to be with you today. Excellent. We have, um, do we have a sponsor today? Yes, of course. Oh, who's our sponsor awesome. today? Clarabelle's in McLeod. We have a eclectic menu, German, Italian, American, and uh, Italian food. Come see us, 105 North Main, McLeod, Oklahoma. Best German red cabbage in the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> yes, it is. Just had to squeeze that in. <laughs> All right. We, we left off last week. Uh, we're in the getting to the root of addiction, 12 mm-hmm. steps to freedom. And we got through steps uh, one through three last week. So we're going to begin uh, step number four. And uh, I would hope if you've been uh, listening to multiple episodes of this podcast that by now you have ordered the hard copy of the book or uh, you've come by Clarabelle's restaurant to get a copy of the book. Uh, you can have it delivered right to your door from Amazon uh, or Barnes and Noble. It's in uh, hard copy and also available on the uh, Kindle edition. Uh, I would encourage you to get a hard copy. I'd encourage you to get a pen uh, right in the book. Uh, deface the book. Uh, make notes. Uh, underline things. Uh, highlight things. Uh, make this book your manual and read it over and over and over again. And uh, really, before we get into the meat of today, I probably ought to say that I've, I've changed my mind. Mm. Um, I never intended to write a workbook to go with this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wanted people to read the conversational material of the book as if we were having a conversation one-on-one all through the book we encourage people to get a mentor to have someone that they talk with about the material in the book and it's designed to be one-on-one and relational what i'm finding and i think you'll agree with me from our our joint experiences and things we've had separate that we share with each other is that we deal with people with the book. They're, they're reading the book once mm-hmm. and they're going, yeah, wow. But they're not rereading the book. They're not treating the book as a, as a study manual to stay in. And because of the loss of relationships who have ability to speak into their lives, uh, we are we are not finding that people are actually getting mentors and going back through the book with a mentor and have a sounding board. 
someone to talk with. And so um, that coupled with the fact that we've just had demand after demand, uh, we had someone into the restaurant on Saturday that would say, yeah. man, if you, you need a workbook to go with this. You need to have a group. There's no, there's not even a 12 step group in this area anymore. And, and whatnot. That's not, I wasn't, I didn't set out to create a new program. Uh, there's a lot of programs out there. Uh, but I am going to, I am going to create a workbook and, and then that'd be awesome. I'm in process. Uh, so stay tuned for further details on that. So let's jump into number four, uh, getting to the root of addiction, 12 steps to freedom. And number four is lean hard mm. on your God, your heavenly father. Yes. And uh, we dealt uh, with our Sunday morning uh, gathering uh, yesterday. Uh, we had a number of folks, the uh, majority of folks from our temporary shelter that were operating and our regular group that were gathered together for a, a joint family meeting. Mm-hmm. I really don't like to call it church. It's a family meeting Mm -hmm. and uh that was our subject yesterday is is developing a relationship with our heavenly father uh we dealt heavily uh the the jeremiah passage of scripture that talks about the potter's wheel and uh how the father uh the 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 potter or the father as as we refer to as we make the application uh has his hand on the clay and informs the clay into a vessel and and discovers the, the flaw that is in the clay. And mm-hmm. the, the potter doesn't take the clay and throw it away and start over. That's right. The father just keeps working on that clay until he's he's worked that flaw to nothing. Yes. When we say lean hard on God, on your God, I was thinking about how the clay is in in leaning in the hand of the potter and it's being formed and transformed and moved and, um, you know, reshaped. And that's what we have to do. We have to remake our lives with the Heavenly Father in order to get out of addiction. So so in a sense. Uh, when we find ourselves in addiction, our our father, the master potter, yes. has found us in a flawed state. Yes. And, uh, you know, I want to speak to those who are in the sound of our voice to say today and say the, the father is not disposing of you. No, not at all. The, the truth is he has his hand on you. Yes. He's always had his hand on you. And he's molding and he's shaping and, and he's letting his hand have an effect upon you. And if you simply submit to the father's hand to shape you, to mold you, to to bring something glorious out of what is in his hand, it'll be amazing what the father can do with your life. Yes. And uh, part of part of what we want to do is to talk about power for a moment because the the understanding we need to come to is that things in and of themselves have no power. That's right. We give things power. Mm-hmm. And 
Because we give things power, we can also take away power from things. That's right. And ultimately, all power comes from God. It's delegated power. And he gives us the ability to operate in that delegated place. We give addiction power into our lives. Yes. And then it masters us instead of us Mm. mastering it. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. The thing that we gave power becomes master over us. And we literally become enslaved to it. And it has no real power in of itself. A, a, a manufactured drug. We give power because not only does it have a chemical reaction within our system, but we expect, it's our expectation of what that drug is going to do in our life. It's, it's going to let us escape. Right. It's going to free us from pain. It's going to make us happy. It's going to make us accepted within our group. Those, those are qualities that, that that chemical reaction does not possess. But it's power that that chemical reaction accumulates because we gave it to it. That's right. And, uh, you know, now would maybe be the appropriate time. We, we recently had uh, someone... Uh, again, whose name we will not mention, who came into our restaurant recently, um, came in after we had closed, and uh, they uh, had taken some extracurricular drug, and uh, they were having uh, hallucinations. They uh, have a fear of bees. And they had giant bees that were attacking them in their apartment. Mm -hmm. And uh, what is so sad about this particular story is, is that this young person, and they weren't all that young, but young compared to us, uh, this young person had grown up uh, with a lively church experience. Uh, This person knew God knew their Heavenly Father, uh, had a relationship with Him. And uh, the statement that was made to us, and man, we have heard this uh, over and over again, haven't we, babe? Uh, They never really enjoyed doing drugs. They never really enjoyed the experience or the effect. Um. The only real reason that they ever did drugs was because, A, there wasn't anything else to do, and that's one of the traps that we talked about previously. And it's what their friends, what their social circle was doing. Right. Another trap that we've talked about previously. And now the young person is trapped. Mm Mm-hmm. And fear has now begun to rule over them. And 
that fear that fear was that 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 whole response that that relationship with that drug they they entered into it and they allowed that drug to have that power yes and uh so i want to i want to tie back in that we've been over the traps but to break free you have to identify your trap and if you've not identified your trap if you've not been able to be honest with yourself if you if you haven't taken an inventory of of your life and and how you got where you're at you almost need to stop go back to the previous chapter go back re-listen to the previous podcast right and and there are more traps than what we were able to list in the book or or talk about in the podcast. But I want to hit upon the fact that you you can't break free from something if you can't identify what you're breaking free from. Right. So go back and figure out what did you give power to? What was the trap that you empowered to now rule and reign in your life? And, and be able to be honest and transparent that you have become uh, a slave mm-hmm. to addiction. But the concept is, if you gave power to it, you still have the ability to take that power away. That's right. It is not something that the power is inherent in the object. Mm-hmm. The power is inherent in you. It's delegated power God gave you to run, run and and rule within your own life. Right. When, when God told Adam in the very beginning, fill the earth and subdue it, he delegated him power. To be able to do that. To do that. Mm-hmm. And so you have that power. Wherever you're at in the sound of my voice today, you have power over addiction. That's right. There is a victim mentality that overtakes us and we submit to that victim mentality that says, I'm an addict. It is, it has control over me. There's nothing I can do. And we have to break that victim mentality. We have to remind you, you have the power over this addiction. God gave you that power. Your father delegated that to you. You gave it up to that addiction. That's right. And you do not have to be its slave. No, that rolls right into the next point. Begin to take control of your life again. And we have to declare that cigarettes, beer, wine... Weed, crack prescription, painkillers, gambling, pornography, and negative self-defeating mindsets have no power anymore. Mm-hmm. And that is a self-defeating mindset. But wait a minute. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. stop myself. Self-defeating How mindset. many times have you heard that? A lot. I can't help myself. I can't stop myself. 
it's a mindset and it's our thought life. And that's one thing that you have to change to get out of that negative self-defeating mindset is your thought life has to say something different. It has to be more positive. It has to say, I can get out of addiction and addiction has no power over me. That's right. Now, Scripture talks about a word called repentance. And uh, if you grew up in church, your idea of repentance is uh, that when you got saved, you cried big crocodile tears, and you felt really sorry for your sin. You probably really didn't feel sorry for your sin. You felt sorry for being found out about your sin. But really, we, we have a wrong understanding of repentance altogether. Repentance is not about tears, and it's mm-hmm. not about being caught. It's not about being sorry. Repentance is about changing our mind. Yes. And repentance is part of the deliverance from sin back into a right identity. Yes. If we take all the churchy, muckety-muck, religious muckety-muck out of the equation... Repentance is about changing our mind so we can be delivered from where we were in bondage back to the identity that God made us to be in. And so repentance is what we're talking about really in this point right here is, is removing that victim mentality, stripping away power that we gave to something returning that power back into our own mindset and declaring that God has enabled us to be free. That's right. That we were not designed to be addicts. We were not designed to be victims. We were designed in his image and he is not an addict. He is not a victim. He does not serve anything. In fact, he rules supreme. God, our heavenly father, creator of, of all the universe. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in, in that delegated power that he gave you, you have the ability to operate, direct, guide your life as you are in relationship with him. And so when you walk out of relationship with him and enter into a relationship with an addictive behavior or substance, Mm-hmm. Wow. You give power to whatever you agree with. That's right. And you have to stop and agree with God. That's what faith is. We have to agree with God that we can change. We can take back our God-given power and strength and overcome what we're addicted to. Well, you jumped ahead of a point. So so I'll jump ahead with you, okay? Awesome. And uh, so what would that be? That would be uh, four, <laughs> five, six, seven. If you're following along, uh, bullet point number seven, exercise faith. Just agree with God. Mm-hmm. He made you in his image. Agree yes. with him that you were made in his image. Yes. And and this is something that, that we teach to everyone that we meet, everyone that we uh, associate with, to come into that understanding that uh, you're not random. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you are you are not a cookie cutter. Uh, you are not even limited to to genetic um, offspring traits. Uh, because your dad was an alcoholic does not mean that you have to be an alcoholic because your dad was in pornography does not mean that you have to be in pornography Um, because your dad sold dope, made dope, did dope, snorted dope doesn't mean that you have to. That's right. You, You were made in the image of your heavenly father and when you understand that, you can change the place that you operate from. Yes. And and genetic factors, uh, genetic cultural family influences do not have to control nor define you. That's right. And and this is a powerful concept. Mm-hmm. You you can agree with how you grew up. Or you can agree with with the group that you began to experiment and, and actually fall into addiction if if you weren't raised in that. Or you can agree with God that you were made in his image and that you have power by his spirit in your life, over your life, and you can talk to your heavenly father about how to live your life and that he is always there. Yes. To, to empower you, walk with you, talk to you, uh, impart wisdom to you, warn you of, of, of things that you need to be warned of. And, and he's, he doesn't leave you nor forsake you. He's always there by your side. He is your ever-present help in time of need. That's right. He is the perfect father and he has no faults. That's right. And that is the truth. And that's what you have to get to. We have to get rid of the lie. And get to the truth of who God is and who he is in us so we can walk accordingly. Now, John uh, chapter 8, verse 32 in the scripture says that you shall know the truth mm-hmm. and the truth shall set you free. Yes. So uh, I want to take just a minute and explain what that scripture means in my mind, in my understanding. And that's this. There is truth and there is reality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Reality is what I know about my world. Sometimes what I know about my world is not true. That's right. It's not exactly the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's my understanding of the way it is. And my understanding of things can be wrong. Um, have you ever... Have you ever been in a restaurant and have multiple tables or booths where you knew those people and someone gets to the door and they wave and you have to make a decision. Are they waving at me (laughs) or are they waving at the waitress or are they waving at someone else? And you wave back because you make an assumption. Well, I know them. They're waving at me. And you might have not even been in their field of vision of where they were actually setting their eyes on, mm-hmm. right? Or you look across a room and you see someone looking your direction and they're frowning at you. And you smile and you wave and they don't smile and wave back and now you're mad at them because mm-hmm. they didn't respond. You made an assumption that they saw you, but if they didn't see you, 
they didn't respond to you because they didn't see you. Right. So your reality and truth can be two totally separate different things. That's true. If if you have a parent, let's say that uh, let's say that you have siblings who are uh, 16, 14 and 12. Mm. And you're six. No. <laughs> you're a late comer to the party. <laughs> and you weren't planned. You were oops. And you spent six years of your life. We didn't plan to have you. You're an accident. Mm-hmm. We didn't plan to have you. You're an accident. And now mm-hmm. you're 12 and you've had 12 years of, we didn't plan to have you. You're an accident. We didn't plan to have you. You're an accident. Your reality is, that you're not supposed to be here. Yes, that's so sad. That you're not wanted. And even worse, there's no expectation for you because there was no plan for you. Mm-mm-mm. That's your reality. The truth is. Yes. Okay. On God's side, when your mom and dad got together, and I only know how to say things the way they really are. I'm going to assume we have an adult audience today, okay? (laughs) When your mom and dad got together and your dad's sperm swam upstream to find an egg, the the presence of the Holy Spirit was right there. Mm -hmm. And he directed one sperm and one egg to get together to be you. That's it. He was the traffic cop (laughs) in your mother's womb. Yes. That's why we're so unique and awesome. Which means... No matter what your mother told you, you were never an accident. That's exactly right. God directed them to be joined together. Yes. Out of thousands of sperm and probably hundreds of eggs, Mm -hmm. God directed one of each Mm -hmm. by divine intervention to come together. He was there. Yes. He was in the womb when you were fearfully and wonderfully made and you were never an accident. That's exactly right. Now, that's truth. That is truth. That's exactly how it is from God's perspective, who knows all, sees all, understands all. But in our reality, we never planned you. You were an accident. We get caught up in our reality. Yes. Okay? So... Going back to the concept, we agree with God. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that are said over our lives. There are so many things that we say over our own lives that are lies. That's right. We lie about our life. Others lie about our life. But God speaks the truth. That's right. And... He loves us, and he directed our being made. That's right. No matter the means or the vehicle or the time or the place, God directed, and he was part, he was the instigator from the spiritual side of our being fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. And it's impossible to be an accident. That's exactly right, and if we could just grasp that, truth that God knows us each and every one exactly where we are and who we are and however we got here 
There is a plan, there's a purpose, and there is a reason why we're here. And if we could just figure out how to change our thought life and change our identity of how we think of ourselves, we will be awesome people and none of these things these issues will have power over us because we know who we are and whose we are Mm. and we're able to walk that out in the earth right now right here and right now right here right now Mm -hmm. so what we have is we have our heavenly father the master potter yes who who brought a sperm and an egg together and saw us begin to develop in the womb and overshadowed that celebrating that there was another physical vessel of the flesh mm-hmm. for him to inhabit yes because the vessel is always about what fills it that's right there's a reason you call it a cereal bowl <laughs> There's a reason you call it a juice glass. (laughs) There's a reason you call it a dinner plate. Because the vessel has a purpose. Yes. And it's never about the vessel. It's about what fills the vessel. Mm. And so the master potter brings your mom and dad together to create a vessel that he watches over and overshadows for his purpose of filling it to display another image of him into the earth. That's what life is all about. Yes, yes, yes. And that's why it's it's so frustrating when, when you talk to young people like we did this past week who say, there was nothing to do Mm -hmm. except hang out with my friends and do drugs. And that conversation we had screamed, I have no purpose. I have no value. I have no place. I have nothing to do. I don't represent anything. I am just lost in space. Mm -mm. And so I might as well get lost in drugs while I'm lost in space. Mm -mm. So, again, we, we just agree with our Father that we are made in his image and ask him to reveal the truth of who we are from his perspective into our lives. And understand that if you're in the sound of my voice and you are listening to my voice today, that is a physical ear that you are listening with. But you also have a spiritual ear to hear a spiritual voice of your father as he speaks to you. And I want to tell you today that you can hear his voice. That's right. It's like I tell people all the time, even in this room right now while we're recording, there are radio waves of all kinds of different stations that are playing all kinds of different music or talk radio. And the reason we don't hear them is we're not tuned to them. Mm-hmm. We're tuned right now. The physical ear is tuned to the physical voice in this room. But if we were tuned to a different frequency, we would hear something different. That's right. And your father, your heavenly father, 
is speaking to you and you need to tune yourself to the frequency of his voice. And sometimes that's a still small voice on the inside. Sometimes that's a, that's a, that's a video that, that's going on in the back of your mind. Sometimes that's a, a divine thought that comes out of nowhere. Mm. Sometimes it's a word you hear and somebody else speak. Sometimes it's a word that jumps off the page as you read a scripture. But he speaks and you hear. Yes. And he will always bring you to the point of knowing, A, that he loves you. B, that you belong to him. Three, that you are not designed for addiction. Four, that he wants to live his life through you. Five, that he wants you to be the full representation of all that he is. And if you would just go and explore that, you would never find another boring moment, another day in your life. You'd find purpose alone just in that. Yes. The truth of who you are will set you free. That's right. Now, we want to back up one. Okay. Okay. And and really, this is a perfect close for today. We want to ask God. We want to ask our Heavenly Father to help us. Yes, and he will. That's what good fathers do. He's a faithful father. A good father puts his arm around his son or his daughter. Mm -hmm. And he inclines his ear to hear their voice. And when they say, Daddy... Mm-hmm. What do I do about, Daddy, I need help with. Daddy, I don't understand. Daddy, can you explain something to me? Yes. That's what daddies do. They just they just put their arm around you. They walk down the street with you, and they begin to, to pour out their heart and their experience and their knowledge and their wisdom. Yes. And they impart something to you. And, and what we want to tell you today, wherever you are at, in the sound of our voices, as we have this conversation with you, you have a Heavenly Father yes. who has power to break every false power of addiction in your life. That's right. And you can walk with Him you can lean into him. Mm-hmm. In fact, you can literally hide yourself in his shadow. He is trustworthy. He is faithful. Yes. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. And certainly right now, we don't have to worry about him being mad or angry. No, uh, it's, it's not about being condemned to hell or destroying you. When, when Jesus was, had the woman brought to him who had committed adultery with multiple men, and by the Jewish law, she should have been stoned to death on the spot. Mm-hmm. Jesus got done riding in the, in the dirt with a stick or something, and, and, and her accusers had, had left. And there's just a woman that was caught in sin in Jesus. He didn't say, you no good, low, down whore. Who do you think you are? You're going Mm -hmm. straight to hell. No. Mm -mm. No. He looked up at her and he said, woman, where are your accusers? Mm -hmm. There were none. 
And he said, neither do I accuse you. Neither do I condemn you. Just go and sin no more. That's right. Go and miss the mark no more. Go and live according to the identity that I created you to live in. Stop living a false life and the behaviors that flow out of a false life that are false behaviors. Trying to find a false identity. Mm-mm. Be who I made you to be. Go and function in the image of God that you were designed from the moment of conception as I have overseen your life. That's right. And that's what I want to speak to you today. God's not mad at you. That's right. Stop avoiding him because you think he's mad at you and start calling out to him because his ear is inclined, meaning he is leaning in to you. That's right. To hear your voice. He's waiting on you to call on him. So let's call on him together today. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you now for this time that we've had together. And I thank you, Father, that, that your love is so extreme, so overflowing, so abundant, so without end so without measure, so without any performance criteria attached to receive it, that every person in the sound of my voice can be soaked right now in the understanding, the feeling, the experience of being loved by their heavenly Father. And Father, more than anything else right now, we take confidence in that love to ask of you because you love us. Help us break every false power of addiction in our lives. Bring us out of that thing that has bound us up and deliver us into freedom today. Yes. Every mindset Every, every wrong judgment, every, every way of thinking, whether it's been passed down from generations, every entrapment, Father, that, that, we, that we, without thinking, sold ourselves up the river to. We, we, we break that right yes, now with the yes. power you delegate and the power that you are present within this very moment. Yes. Oh, Father. We thank you for deliverance. Yes. We thank you for freedom. We thank you that today is a new day and we begin to walk in a way we've not walked in a long, long time, maybe ever. God bless you. We just pray this time has ministered to you, strengthened you, and we can't wait to be with you again in our next episode of Breaking Free. Get the book right all over it. (laughs) Do whatever it takes to journey back to Father's design. Yes, amen. See you again soon.